my neck's a bit stiff today. <laughs> is it? Stiffening up in my old age, probably because I got still broken bits in there. Yeah, I was just wondering, has right. it probably got something to do with the fact it's broken? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, she'll be right. What are you drinking, the IPAs? Yeah, yeah, I uh, grabbed a few of the old Montes this time. Uh, yeah. I, I probably still would have had a beer with you, but I've uh, I've run out of beer at home at the moment. It's a shocker. <laughs> it's a bit unlike you. Oh, I know. Oh, freaking just busy few days, eh? Just haven't had a chance. But, yeah. What have you been up to? Oh, are you recording now? So we can just record all this? Oh, okay. Let's get into it then. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> I'll tell you what I've been up to when you get up. <laughs> get your shit together, oh, man. fuck yeah. I, I'm, all, I'm always saying, right, let's, let's not talk to each other until I've hit record. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oren B. Andy G. How's it going, mate? <laughs> yeah, yeah, all good, mate. Okay, now it's official. Um, <laughs> yeah, what have, you been up, what have you been up to? <laughs> what a good start. Oh, great start. Yeah, great what a start. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, cleaning up. Our lawn was about, I don't know, two feet high. So oh, yeah. I spent Saturday mowing lawns. It took hours. You know how big my trailer is? Yeah. That was full to the top with grass clippings. <laughs> oh, shit. That's a lot of grass. Yep. It was a lot of grass, mate. Shit. It was. And then I went tree pruning around the place too and got a bit carried away with the saw. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're getting a bit green-fingered, yeah. mate. Yeah, oh, no. Well, I was more like green finger of death because I was chopping all the branches off everything. So, <laughs> so oh, yeah, I did a okay. few loads. It was quite a good weekend, though. Eh? We had a massive clean-up at home. Just I took two full trailer loads of green waste to the dump from here and then another full trailer load, or initially a full trailer load of all the jib and all old stuff out of our bathroom. Yeah. And then I did another full load again on Sunday. So, Quite satisfying, eh? Yeah, yeah, it was good to have a big clean-up, sort some stuff out. So I don't really I don't think I'm going to be needing the building materials that are laying around here for too much longer, so that's good. Yeah, because you've you got a bit of shit laying around there, eh, under your house mainly. Yeah, mate, too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stuff everywhere. Because I, I reckon um, if you really wanted to, you, you could potentially have a bit of room under your house for an extra room for a man cave. I know you've got your garage. I reckon you've got a bit of space under that house if you get rid of some of that shit. <laughs> I'll be able to fit a bar under there or something or a yeah, pool table or something. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, well, nice. Always always good to uh, have a bit of a clean out though, eh? Yeah. Spring clean, mate. It's good. <laughs> Cleanses the soul. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like a spring clean in summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Do you remember the counting? This will test you. <sighs> this is this is only like the 32nd episode, so... Uh... <laughs> you always do it i switch <laughs> off i just my brain goes off hey eh? i just switch off and then you all right tell me to do it again then in a two three four five down the tools up the mic got it a radio guy two best mates chatting on the fly we're musos we're dads we're completely the same We'll yarn about anything, it's all fair game One hits nails, and one nails hits We'll review good beers, and just shoot the sh** We're R&B, and Andy G And this is Tradio, Tradio Nice, alright well here we are, episode 32 Always good to catch up, and in fact, we physically caught up again, which was a bit of a um, unexpected catch-up recently. It was. It was a flying visit, mate. It was good, though. Good to have a catch-up. It's amazing what we fit into that, like, literal 20 hours we, were, we caught up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We started at the pub, which was nothing unusual for us. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, yeah. Actually, that's where I picked you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, hey, I'm in Christchurch. Oh, yeah, where are you? I'm at the pub about two minutes from your house. And I was like, okay. So I turned up to come hey. get you. <laughs> In my defence, that was my new boss's idea. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, though, once he disappeared, we went back in again. After we got your <laughs> shit out of his car and put it in my car, we popped yep. back in for a quick beer. And then yep. we went back to my place and just got on the chop anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a bit carried away. Yeah. It was all yeah, good, though, eh? slow the next day. I was hoping I wasn't going to blow chunks on the plane, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's something we were talking about, eh? You know, because yeah. flying hungover is terrible. I remember years ago, I think 2000, uh, 2005, 2006, I was living in Timaru at the time in the South Island, and um, I'd been on the piss the night before, but I was actually due to fly back up to Rotorua in the North Island to MC my cousin's wedding. And I'd had a massive night in the chop, and I remember coming in to land in Rotorua, and that's when I chundered, man. I chundered it. <laughs> it was like, I think I got away with it, though. I don't think anyone thought I was hammered. I think they thought I was uh, airsick. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad you didn't spew. Yeah, I was touch and go there for a moment. When we first took off, I was like, ooh, get a little bit of the cold sweats, eh? And then it's oh, like, you? and then once we got going, I was like, oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was all good chicken in, no problem. Yeah, no problem. I, I made it by about five minutes, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you managed to get yourself a feed before you went out, or nah? Yeah, I grabbed a bit from the cafe there. Big, big bottle of apple juice. That was good. <laughs> oh, nice. I don't trust airport food anymore. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, just a quick backstory. Uh, when I'd gone up to Tauranga to see my parents for your birthday, that was, it was for your, um, oh, yeah. was it your 41st? Uh, 40th, oh, but I was it? only like three months away from turning 41. Yeah, that's right. It was your, your belated 40th. That's when I flew up for that. That was last October, wasn't it? That was. May. It was May. Oh, was it May? What, this yep. year? Or last year? May last year. Right, okay. Fuck, time flies. Oh, uh, oh no, it's gone, eh, mate? Yeah. Oh, boy. Anyway, the point of my story is that when I, because when I, I flew up to Tauranga and stayed with my parents for a night, and then I came up to see you and Thames, and then I flew back down, and then I went back down to Tauranga again. Uh, before I left and when I was at Tauranga Airport it was an early flight for me so I got my dad to drop me off and then I grabbed a um, I think it was like a bacon and egg bagel or something from the from the cafe there and I tell you what mate I didn't go to work for the next three days when I got back home because I was fucking shitting and spewing to the point of <laughs> to the point of agony so I'm sorry I do not trust airport Port food anymore. Yeah. Just can't. Nah. That's the only thing I'd eaten that day. You know, dinner the night before was sweet. I'd eaten that that bagel, or whatever it was. And yeah, sorry, man. I I, I don't remember the last time I was in so much agony. <laughs> you know, when you get to the point where like you just don't know how your body can possibly shit anymore, <laughs> and you're like, you got a with wet wipes. Oh. Oh yeah. no! So that's, that's we're off topic. We're off topic. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, where were we? We we've definitely uh, gone off topic. Yeah. So no, it was good. Good flight back. <laughs> got back in time. Got home. Went and did a couple of little errands that I had to run and and over in Hamilton and mm. got home. But the, you want to hear the funny story? Go. I'm coming back down again in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? What? what what's you just happening? Send this... me the tickets tonight. Eh? Oh shit! Okay, why? What's going on there? Oh, uh, well, I've signed the documents now, so I'm officially one of their employees. So, oh, as part of the employee thing, I'm going down for two days this time um, for staff training mm. and pick up all my bits and. Yeah, so it's just a big. It's basically two days of training in the in the office down there with them. Oh, good shit! Oh, congratulations, yeah, yeah, so. man! I'm stoked for you. Yep. So I'm going to be a. I'm going from being a from a building guy to a CNC machining guy. Now I'm going to be a half CNC machining, half sales rep, technical dude. <laughs> how okay? So if we have to re-record the jingle for Tradio, how the fuck are we going to oh, fit God, that in? That'd be terrible. <laughs> A half machining sales guy and a St. John guy. <laughs> Might have to be a technical guy now instead of a tradie guy. Yeah. Technical guy. <laughs> radio guy. Oh, no, you're not even radio now. Well, I still, I still am radio because I, I technically I, I do this show for the station in Taupo, Lake FM. Oh, that's right. So it still kind of counts. Um, yeah. But I guess once a tradie, always a tradie, though. Yep, that's right. So yeah. I'm I'm diving in the deep end of it, but that's all right. <laughs> so so just describe then. So the new gig is exactly what? Uh technical sales and support for engineering companies all over the Greater Waikato. So, so this means of doing a few Ks then every week. Yeah. Yep. That'll be yeah, a lot of driving because I'll be have to see a lot of different companies. I think there's about seventy companies that we deal with mm. uh just in this area. But it's basically doing 
tooling sales and but it's also technical support so when we sell someone a tool or a tip or, or anything that we use um we've actually got to be able to back it up so we've got to be able to prove that it works and sees what it's going to do you know so it's yeah. not just dropping stuff off and going you want to buy a widget <laughs> <laughs> that's where you can literally walk up to them and go it does exactly what it says on the tin yeah that's right it does <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm stoked for you man congratulations yeah, thank you. That'd yeah, good. I mean, are you going to miss the home maintenance thing or? Nah, I've I've did it. I've done it. You know, I've I've been out. I've had a, had a crack at it. I did four years of it. Um, but it was never it's never what I was properly trained in. You know, and um, I did kind of miss the engineering side of it. And to be honest, I actually want to get off the tools a bit more. I've just sort of, with, especially with my injury I had with my breaking my back and stuff, it sort of, it gave me a bit of a wake up that I really want to get off the tools and do more, do more technical work and, I don't know, just save my energy for my kids and stuff because when you're doing that, that physical work all the time like I was doing, hey, you get home most nights and you're absolutely shagged, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you think uh, breaking your back recently also played a part in that? Yeah, definitely, yep. Probably, yeah, like I said, it gave me a bit of a wake-up call, I think, and it just sort of made me go, well, I need to make a decision now to, to have a good future, you know, and it just sort of all, it's all sort of fallen into place, really, and, and played out, so it's mm. been good. There's the, th- there's the other thing, too, though, is that when you change jobs, you go from something very physical to something where you're a sort of not so physical, you know, sitting on your ass or doing a lot of driving. You, you might have to look at uh, other methods to stay fit because I'm personally in that position now where I'm not working on my sister-in-law's veggie farm anymore and I'm not lifting lots of heavy shit. Now I'm just sit, sitting on my ass answering 111 calls, you know, for 48 hours a week. And so I've joined... As long as you don't live on, like, pie and V. Yeah. <laughs> I am deliberately not right. touching any of that shit, eh? And I've joined a gym, so I need... And, and to be fair, I'm quite stoked because I've stuck to it. Are you going to sort of try and do something similar? Or are you going to try and keep fit? Because you will be going to something that's not as physical. Yeah, I'll have to. I've been back doing stuff. I've been back mountain biking. I've been back uh, on the cross trainer at home. Yep. doing a few weights and things i've just got to get back into a good routine and I'm, and I'm trying to do that now i'm just finishing off the last few things i've got to do for customers at the moment and then i'm going to look at having a bit of a sell up get rid of a heap of stuff and, and concentrate on the new role but also just you know get back into a regular routine of exercise i am going to go back riding soon i've just been letting everything settle and getting into this new job and i'm possibly even going to go for a ride this week but we'll see how we get on so once I get back dirt bike riding, that keep, get, keeps the weight off, eh? That's real good for your fitness. So, Have you had your back checked up lately, though? Have you had the clearance to go out and do that again? Or Yeah, I, I went to the fracture clinic, and they pretty much gave me the all clear, but they just said, take it easy. So, And they booked me into the physio, went to the physio, and the, basically the physio took one look at me and said, nothing I can do for you. He said, you're, you're fine. He said, just take it easy. He said, don't go landing on your head in any time in the next three or four weeks. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> so and that was about three weeks ago. So Nice. Um, in the grand so scheme said, of yeah, things. just keep strong and fit and you'll be right. In the grand scheme of things, mate, that has been one hell of a quick recovery. Yeah, it has, to be honest. And, it, and I think I dodged a bullet. Luckily, you know, I was had luck on my side that day. So I'm still here. I'm still walking. So... I'm just looking back at my text, actually. I remember your wife texted me. I was texting her about something else. I text your wife without you knowing. <laughs> and she'd said to me that you've broken your back, and I just remember that moment. I remember, I'll be honest with you, man, my fucking heart sank. And I was like, holy shit, that's just not good. And I just remember the moment. Oh, Probably a while ago now. There you go, 5th of September. It was, yeah, because I did it on the 4th, and the yeah. 5th is when I was at Waikato. Yeah, so that was, because that was the text I got. Um, oh, that's what it was, yeah, I just saw it then. Because you're shit at texting me. And, um, <laughs> and I'd text... because I couldn't get to my phone, I was laid up on my No, back. no, no, you're just, gen- <laughs> you're just generally shit at texting me. And, um, yep. <laughs> and I'd, I'd said to your wife, I texted your man about three days ago, can you tell him to text me back, please? And she was like, he's currently in hospital with a back issue. <laughs> and I was like, what happened? He's like, oh, he's broken his back. And I was like, oh, shit. But that's what it was. It was because I texted you about something and you didn't respond oh, okay. for like three days. And I thought, well, I'll go to your wife 
Maybe I was being a slack bastard. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me read it. I'll read it verbatim, actually. Hang on. Then I sent you an awesome picture of me on the couch in a neck brace, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here's the context of, of why I got in touch with your wife to, to get you to text me back, right? You were talking about me coming up there to go to the Rock 2000 countdown party in Auckland. You know, the Rock radio station do the Rock 2000 every year and then they do a massive party up in Auckland um, to, to count down like the final 20 or something. And you texted me and said, Andy, you should come up and we'll go to the Rock 2000 party. And I, I said to you, when is it? And he said, well, it's the weekend before you come down to us. That, so that was the weekend before you were going to you were going to come down for that week that ended up being postponed. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, you said we'd probably need to stay in Auckland. We could just listen to it over Zoom and then catch up a few days later. And um, I had some points that I could use to fly up there and do it. And I said, maybe yeah. I should do that. And then I, I never heard from you again, right? <laughs> and I was like, okay, so we're halfway through some plans of me potentially coming up to go to this rock music party. And I didn't hear back from you. You suddenly just went silent. Anyway, I thought, well... Ditched you. This is typical. This is typical, Oren. I'm used to not getting a reply for about ten days after I send you something, <laughs> which is good. I mean, it's good that you're not, not on your phone. <laughs> no, it's not just good that you're not on your phone all the time. Um, but anyway, I texted your wife and I said, "Can you get your husband to send me a frickin' text?" And then I got a text from you saying, hey, mate, sorry to do this because this was podcast night on the 5th of September. Oh, that's right, it was too. said, mate, sorry to do this, but you'll have to fly solo tonight as I'm in hospital with a fractured back. I think it's time to sell the dirt bike. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, fuck, mate, how bad is it? And then your wife replied to me from your phone... Yeah. And she said, Aaron here, three broken vertebrae, wing things in the upper back, and two crushed vertebrae. All sensations still good, so thankful for that right now. We'll keep you updated. And like I said, my heart sank when I heard that, and I thought, holy fuck, that's quite a serious back break. Yeah, it was pretty pretty serious. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's how I found out when I didn't hear back from you about the rock party. And I was like, this slack bastard has not texted me back as usual. <laughs> and then to hear that you had a broken back, I think I'll just let you off that one. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a nice feeling, eh? Lying in a hospital bed thinking, shit, really done it this time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm not, it's not going to It's not gonna deter me. I'll go back dirt bike riding, but I'm, I'm going to buy a really good quality neck brace and another really good helmet. <laughs> so, mm. Yeah, it's probably I the best I'll thing. I'll just go I... a bit slower too. Because the last thing you want is to do it again. Yeah, no, no thanks. <laughs> I don't want to go through that again. <laughs> so you were talking about your boy having COVID. Yeah. He's doing okay? Yeah, it's like, honestly, we didn't even know he had it. <laughs> And it was only the like after a couple of days of him being a bit scratchy and grumpy and he had a bit of a snotty nose, we thought, oh, we'll just check him and just see. So we had some spear tests. So we gave him a test and straight away a line came up. We're like, ooh, actually, <laughs> he's got COVID. Oh, shit. And that's... now, like this afternoon, he was just running around on the lawn kicking a ball around and stuff. Because so. you've avoided it, haven't you? Touch wood. Yeah. Touch wood, you're, yeah. you're the only one that has, though, eh, out of your family? Uh... No, my daughter hasn't had it. Oh, she has. Oh, because your wife, because Erin yeah, has. Is, yeah. Son, okay. So. Interesting. Because yeah. the missus got the nasty strain. Though it was a while ago. She was on the couch for five days, didn't move. Mm. Yeah, it can knock <laughs> yeah. you about, as yeah. as people know. We don't need to describe that, but it must be a thing, eh? Like we actually had to test my daughter Mia last week because. Uh, she was a little bit under the weather. Um, I've had a couple of sick kids all week. Oh, in fact, right. all three of the kids have been sick uh, in various different ways. Like my toddler, she's been a little bit snuffly and she's had what they call nasal drip or something. So whenever she's laying down flat, um, oh, yeah. all the mucus and shit, sorry to have to yeah. describe this, hope no one's eating while they're listening, <laughs> um, makes her cough. So she's pretty much awake most of the night coughing and keeps us awake too. Um, my middle daughter Mia, she's had an ear infection which was diagnosed by the doctor so she hasn't been great. And my oldest daughter Ashlyn was at the park 
previous to my middle daughter Mia getting sick and uh, they were on a seesaw and Mia's at the bottom of the seesaw, Ashlyn's at the top of the seesaw and Mia thought that was the perfect opportunity to jump off the seesaw. So Ashlyn went boom and compressed her back as she landed. Yeah, that's yeah. got hurt. And need I explain back issues to you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Ashlyn's had a, a bit of a back issue. So, you know, they were both off last week for two different reasons. So uh, how is she getting on now? Is she coming right from it? Yeah, yeah, well, good now. They're both back at school again. But um, yep. it just seemed to have been, you know, with, with your boy Blake having COVID, it just seemed to have been the week for kids being off school sick. Yeah, yeah. Kids everywhere, they just crook. Like half of them in school, at, when my kids go to school, half of them are away at the moment. They had school camp last week, and there must have been a couple of kids on the camp with it, and it just went like the play. Yeah, it's just like poof, heaps, even if quite a few of the teachers, one of the teachers tested positive this morning. And Well, that's so, how we got it in the house, eh? Back in April, May, maybe, this year, May this year? Yeah. Was that our kids? Uh, Ashlyn went to school camp, and she came back with it. Um, she got sick first, then Mia got it, then the baby got it, and then Dana got it. And luckily, I didn't get it until quite late in the piece. And it was school camp that did it. Germ spreaders, little super spreader events. Yeah, <laughs> isn't it funny how like our families are so in sync with how things happen? And Ugh, I know it's nuts. <laughs> it's just mad. Crazy. Bloody. Yeah, I couldn't believe yeah. it though when I I was at the pub when I come down to um for work down there. <clears throat> that sounds a bit dodgy. I come down for work and I was at the pub. But anyway, it's a um, good job. And I text you and you go, oh, actually, the missus is across the road from that pub at the moment with the kids and the doctors. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Directly across the road. And ironically, that pub that you were in um, during the, the pandemic, or actually, was it? Yeah, it was around the, the most recent side of the pandemic, was actually the local super spreader for our community <laughs> because it's the student pub from the local university so you know they're gonna spread it oh mate the place (laughs) just packs out it's it's the only place in the whole of our town that needs bouncers on a wednesday night and that student night and yeah that was that was a super spreader that place yeah well the students aren't afraid of you know sharing bodily fluids and stuff so no (laughs) no they're they're pretty used to it I've still got one beer left from when you were here. Oh yeah. Oh one of the oh that's the that's the stuff that did the damage. <laughs> <laughs> or it might have been the port at the end of the night, I can't remember. <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> I yeah, almost this... literally can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> this is the max the max interstate that I'm about to pop. Hang on. There it is. Yeah, it's the last one out of the box we got. Um, but yeah, the port. I haven't had another one since you were here, actually. So I probably probably need to work on it though, because I don't know how long port lasts once you pop the bottle. Oh, nah, it lasts forever, mate. Oh, that's port good. Does. It's not like mm. wine, then. Nah, port's a bit more fortified. I think you... the uh, I think it started out well the evening. Now we had a couple of beers in the pub, and then we got that box of mix six, wasn't it? Mm. It was a what brand was that? Tuatara, two Tuatara mix six, yeah. Mm. Oh, good. Yeah, and Except then we, we we did random draws out of the can out of the box, and somehow <laughs> I ended up with the Weisinger Gzmihigawa. What's yeah, it called? Yeah, there's a Hefeweizen. Hefeweizen. Yeah, it's like a it's, it's like, like a fruity sweet piss. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was like a fruity a fruity beer, but um, it's the one I dislike the most. <laughs> I don't want to shoot down the Tuatara brand because I love the Tuatara craft beers, but yeah, um, for the benefit of those that don't know, Tuatara have this six pack of uh, craft beers and it's just basically a mix of all of their different brands but the Hefeweizen is I don't like it I don't see the point in it it's um and you got it anyway so I don't give a shit but um yeah yeah <laughs> yeah just a sweet no it wasn't that good eh if you're going to have a craft beer it's got to have a bit of kick to it eh? and be quite nice yeah it tasted more like a sort of like one of those summer ale type lagers you know yeah it was almost like a what do you describe it as a watered down alka-pop <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the best yeah, way right. to explain it. Sorry, Tuatara, <laughs> but your beer's great, but stop the Hefeweizen, that's bullshit. I agree. Trading.
just going back to what we were talking about earlier, how the jobs are changing, how I'm no longer full-time on the radio and you're going away from the tradie thing and moving into like being a salesperson for tooling in the engineering industry. I thought, and we discussed this when you were here, I thought it would be quite fun if we, for just the, the hell of it, and I'm setting the challenge now, I don't know when it's going to be done, but soon it will be, that we should just re-record the Tradio jingle just for shits and giggles as a one-off. Yeah. I think we need to keep the original jingle because it still fits, but I think just for the entertainment value for another episode, we should at some point start working on rewriting the jingle to suit what we do now full-time. Yeah. I think That's that'll be challenge. I think that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, um, be good. I'll give it a crack. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm thinking is I might I might cuz cuz I've got like the base of all the music for the jingle. I might rewrite the lyrics, run it by you. You have your thoughts on it and then we record our bits over the existing music. So we don't need to yep. redo the music or anything. It's just more about rewording the jingle and then singing our bits. I think that'll be a bit of fun. I think we should do that. Yep, let's do it. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Yeah. So me at St. John's now answering the 111 calls, you being an engineering salesperson. Uh, what's what's the actual title for your job, though? Uh, technical sales and support. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, a technical yeah. sales and support guy. <laughs> a one 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 St. John guy. <laughs> Two yeah. best mates chatting on the fly. I think we should try and reword the whole thing, though. I think it'll just be, yeah, anyway. You get the point. <laughs> yeah, we'll try and reword most of it. See how yeah. we get on. That'll be the go. Yep. Now, you and I both are fans of uh, astronomy. We love everything to do with stars and planets and satellites and shit that flies over us uh, quite frequently when we've been sitting on the deck having a few beers. We're always looking up at the sky. Did you watch the eclipse recently? No, unfortunately, in our neck of the woods, it was absolutely pissing down with rain. And cloudy as you couldn't see a freaking thing. Because I... I put a thing on my Facebook page just saying, hey, the eclipse is tonight. This is what time it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had a few people from the North Island say, oh, it's going to be too cloudy to see tonight. And I thought, oh, well, that's a shame because it's beautiful (laughs) down here. (laughs) There's not a cloud in the sky so we can see it. Anyway, I was like, yeah, this is going to be great. It's a lunar eclipse. We're going to see the moon turn blood red. We're not going to see it again until 2025. And when I went to bed, I was like, right, I'm going to get up and watch it. I'm going to get up and have a look. It lasted from about 11 o'clock at night until about 1.30 in the morning, I think it was, and I fucking woke up at 3.30, so I missed the whole thing. <laughs> Did you not see your alarm? Uh, I, I, I f- no. <laughs> <laughs> I missed the whole lunar eclipse, I was gutted, so now I've got to wait two years to see another one. Because there was one about, what, two years ago or a year oh, ago? I don't, think it, I don't even think it was that far ago. Yeah, it, it might have even been the start of this year. Yeah, it wasn't that um, far ago. <laughs> I stayed up for the last one. I actually stayed out on the couch. Well, I think it was earlier. It was earlier than 11pm, wasn't it? But yeah, I, I totally missed this one, which I'm absolutely gutted about. And there's me telling everyone in the North Island, <laughs> fuck you, I can see it, you can't. <laughs> and then I missed I'm just trying to give even. you the dates of the last one because I've actually got photos on my phone. I went out and took a heap of, a heap of photos of it. They come out looking like shit, as they always do when you take them on your phone. But. Yeah, it's the worst, <laughs> eh? You take them on your phone and you think, fuck yeah, this looks good, and then you look at the photo and you're like, oh. <laughs> well, that was shit. <laughs> Maybe I thought they were that shit. Not here they are. 26th of May, 2021. There you go. Oh, was that May last year? And we were saying earlier on that time flies. Because when look, we were talking my, about your that's birthday. That's my photos of it. Where's my camera? Look. Can you see the... See the moon? Oh, that's really shit. <laughs> yeah, it's real. I'll show you even shitter ones, eh? <laughs> yeah, show me all your shit photos. That's even more shit. Looks like just a glow. It looks like the oh, Death Star. That looks crap as well. <laughs> yeah, it looks like the Death Star. Look. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, eh? Like these uh, cell phones these days, the cameras are supposed to be amazing, and then you take a photo of the moon, and it's just like this white blotch in the middle of this blackness. 
Um, yeah. People have decent cameras, though. Obviously, that's that's how I caught up on the most recent lunar eclipse, actually, was just looking at all the photos online and just amazing some of the, the photos that people took. In fact, people who were pretty clever and upskilled with uh, photo editing, there was one in particular where they'd taken a photo of the moon every 10 minutes and just overlaid it onto one image. So what happened was is it showed the moon on the arc that it was taking as it was moving through the sky. So from the very beginning to the very end and the one photo that I was looking at just showed you the moon in this arc but you could actually see this, the, the, the Earth's shadow in full if you know what I mean, across yeah. all of the moons that were on this photo. Yeah. And um, it really put into perspective how the moon turns red, and I thought it was just bloody amazing. Yeah, and they reckon it was going to be better this time around because of that, you know, the volcano oh. up, in, up in the islands. Was that the Tongan volcano, eh? Yeah, yeah, the big no, one that yeah. Of course it was going to be the best one because I fucking missed it. Yeah, same. I don't feel so bad now. <laughs> <laughs> you had the opportunity. I would have stayed up and watched it, but it was pissing down, so I went to bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So as we're recording this podcast, mate, this is Monday night. Um, it's it's bin night for us, so our bins get collected on a Tuesday. What's yeah. what's what's bin day for you guys up there? I can't remember. Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. Anyway, Tuesday here. I digress. Rudely awakened by the dustman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. I put my trousers on, I have a cup of tea, and I think about leaving the house. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> Park life. What I'm saying is like every street, you know, whenever it's bin day for you, there's always that one person in the street that I like to call the bintfluencer. <laughs> Yep, the Do guy you know who puts I mean? their bin out first. Yeah, goes, it's, oh, it's, right. it's bin day tomorrow. Yeah, and it's the, it's the <laughs> it's the person who puts their bins out. And everyone, you look up the street and you go, oh, okay, they've got the recycling bin out and the rubbish bin, so I need to put mine out too. So they're they're almost the one that goes first, and you are influenced by them because you yep. forget what week it is. Yep. Like it's, 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 res- usually the reti- it's usually, I always find it's usually the retired people in the street. They've got plenty of time in their hands and they know exactly what bin needs to go out on exactly what day. So if they've put the bins out, you know it's right. Yeah. So you just follow their example. Absolutely. But I do have to say, we have a street influencer and they got it wrong one week. <laughs> so I'm fully blaming them. I'm taking no blame whatsoever. It's not my fault. But they put their recycling bin out. And it wasn't recycling week. But I put my <laughs> recycling bin out because they did. <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> you come back at the end of the day and it's still fully like, what the hell? Yeah. And then you go bitching to the council about it. Some people bitch to the council. And then it's quite funny because when you look at the community Facebook pages and people are like, man, the council didn't empty my bin today. It's like, well, it's actually not recycling week. Dipshit. And they're like, oh, now I feel like an ass. Blame the influence. <laughs> it's the influence's fault. Yep. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I, I know that we've got different like bin setups, though, because in the Coromandel, you've got the like a, a bucket for your bottles and recycling. Yep. Whereas we've got a yellow top wheelie bin. Um, Our yellow top wheelie bin's all the cardboard, eh, and like plastic bottles. And we've got the little green one. That's for the glass. Our yellow top bin here, uh, you put all your cardboard, all your glass, all your plastic into that same one. That's because they don't recycle it, eh? They really I'd, take it to a landfill. You know, I, I wonder about that. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. go, oh, please recycle. It's so good <laughs> for the environment. But yeah. then they just go, and beep, beep, <laughs> beep, back it up to a rubbish dump bay and just <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly yeah. right, yeah. yeah. They're like, they you're doing... Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're doing such a great thing for the environment. You fucking suckers. <laughs> um, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, um, we're actually the opposite. Yeah, you got your uh, bin guy. We're actually the opposite in our street because we, we sometimes leave our, like it gets picked up on a Wednesday and then everyone else takes theirs in that day mm. and ours usually stays out there till like maybe Saturday morning. <laughs> 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 yeah, and to finish, the neighbours go and get it eh, and put it in our driveway. Do they? <laughs> you've got it sorted. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Ex- you've got it sorted, mate. That's exactly what you do, eh? <laughs> Good way to irritate your neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, brilliant. I think the best one I've ever done is I put the recycling out, 
and it wasn't recycling week one time. Mm. So I was like, ah, shit, got the wrong week. So I actually took the wheelie bin back in, but I left the glass one out on the side of the road, and I just left it there for a whole week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll get picked up eventually. (laughs) So no dickheads turned it over, poured it into the gutter? It just sat there for a week. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? I mean, you saved yourself a job. That's forward thinking. It is. Forward planning. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have a bimfluencer on your street, though? It's not, yeah. old, it's not old yap yap two doors up, is it? Believe it or not, I was about to say, I'm pretty sure it's old Roger, old Yep Yep. He's, uh, <laughs> he's pretty onto it with the bins, and I can see his driveway from my deck. So mm. if I get up in the morning, I think, shit, is it bin day? Just got to open the curtains and look down the road, and his bin's out. I was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> got to put the bin out. Because um, I've got to say, I, I we have to talk about Yep Yep very quickly. Um, I learned about this gentleman from you, obviously. Uh, whenever we used to go fishing, I'd always drive to your place. I'd leave my car out on the street, and then we'd both go from your place with the boat out to the fishing ramp, uh, to the boat ramp. Yeah. But every time, no matter what direction we were going in, Yap Yap would stop us for a chat. <laughs> yep. He would always. Where are you boys going? <laughs> yeah. He'd always be outside his house doing something, and my assumption there is that you call him Yap Yap because he likes a good yap. Yeah, he does. I've got a good story about him, mate, from today. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's funny you bring him up. He's I was such leaving a good the house. Dude. I was leaving the house today about, well, it must have been about quarter to three, 20 to three, and uh, I was going to pick my daughter up from school because my young fella's at home. But got to the end of the driveway and I noticed he was sitting out on the uh, little step out the front of his house mm. and he sort of waved out to me and I thought, I haven't said hello for a while. So I kind of slowly, I went the window down and slowly drove past and he, and he gets up from his seat and he goes, hey, how you going? He, he was waiting for you. The side of the road. He was sort of waiting. He comes over and he's leaning in the window, chatting away for bloody ages. In the finish, I had to turn the ute off. <laughs> I was sitting there for so long. And... We ended up talking for freaking ages, eh? And I couldn't shut him up in the end. And um, <laughs> actually, there's a bit of bad news to go with his story as well. You'll appreciate this. He had a he had a little um, like a little batch at a little bay up along the Coromandel Peninsula here. Mm. And uh, they've been him and his missus. They got no kids. They've been working on it for years. They just you know they love going away for the weekends, and he loves his fishing and that. And uh, last weekend. Yeah, on the weekend, just gone. They uh, were up there, and he was lying in bed, and he heard this bang, like a big bang outside, and he thought, what the hell, you know, and he heard a couple more big bangs, and he thought, what the hell's going on? So he got up, and he thought, oh, I've left the bloody light on in the garage because the garage is kind of semi-attached to the little other garage, modified skyline garage thing they had. Yeah. And the bloody shed was on fire. No. Fully engulfed in flames. So he was like, shit. So they jumped up. They had a couple of fire extinguishers there. So they, they extinct, like, emptied the fire extinguishers onto it. It didn't make much difference. Yeah. And uh, they had no choice in the end but to get out what they could as quickly as they could and, oh, and get the ute away. And, and it actually engulfed the shed as well and burnt the whole freaking lot to the ground. They lost everything. And the fire brigade oh. from up that way got there in time to just stop the bush around the house catching because it's down in a gully. How far away <laughs> How far away is this out. from Thames? Well, I'll be an hour and a bit up the coast. So there's a, there is a very small fire brigade way up the top of the peninsula there, and they, they got there just in time. So so is that Colville? I think it was Colville Brigade, yeah. They got there just in time Fuck. to help put the bush out. So oh, shit. He managed to get his ute and his trailer away from the from the fire he went to get his tractor which was right next to the shed and uh, that got caught as well and got engulfed and he lost that as well so he was insured though hopefully yeah he was insured it's all insured but he oh. was just gutted because it's not the point the, though um, is it right right heading into summer you know so oh. i was planning on going up there for the summer and so i felt a bit sorry for the poor old bugger to be honest yeah, I'm he's, gutted uh, he's for a good him. guy you know he, like, he, like, he does love a yarn but wow, yeah mate. so Oh, that's terrible. You might appreciate that being in the fire brigade as well, too. Yeah, well, look, having been in the Thames Brigade, we've been up the Thames coast and put a few batches out. Um, yeah. Devastating. So has there been a determinant for how the fire started? or uh, They're not 100% sure, but they think it was possibly uh, rats. Electrical. Oh, rat chewing through cables. Chewing through cables and stuff, yeah. Mm. 
So they're not 100% sure. I think there's an assessor going there tomorrow, I think he said. Okay. Go and have a look and, yeah. Oh, shit. No, that's terrible, man. I, I don't wish that on anyone, eh? Nah, it's pretty bad because he's a good old bugger. We give him a bit of grief. For, he loves a yarn, but, you know, he's a good old good old bugger and he's got a lovely missus and, and they are really nice people in our neighbourhood. So I just, yeah, like the whole neighbourhood here is feeling a bit sorry for them at the moment. Yeah. So. I have to say, like, a lot of those older batches up the Thames coast... Um, they have a lot of character and one of the ones that as I just mentioned back many years ago that my crew went and put out um, after a massive fire it was an older batch but the one that they've now built on the same section is actually very nice yeah um, yep. so I guess in some respects yeah shit that you've lost your batch but great that you can kind of start again and rebuild something more to your specs yeah. if you know what I mean uh, I did try and say that to him I said you know you gotta sometimes okay bad things happen I mean we've had a fucking bad year uh, but sometimes you gotta look at every cloud as a silver lining sometimes something good comes out of it hmm. you know for, for us it's been me getting this new role getting a new job for them I'd say I said to him you know, it might take twelve months, but you might end up with a nice, tidy new batch there. And you know, yeah. okay, you can't you can't replace the things that are irreplaceable that you lost, obviously. But oh, jeez, you know, you can rebuild. Yeah, holy and crap! I said to him, mate, you're lucky you got out. You're lucky oh. you heard those bangs and woke up because you could have been in there. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, I I don't want to speculate, but if he hadn't heard the bangs, did he have smoke alarms in place? I think he said he did have a couple smoke alarms in there, yeah. Mm. So he might have been lucky, but oh, I feel bad for this. He actually said, I didn't realise how fast a fire could take hold. Like he oh, said... Minutes. Yeah, he said, like, he ran in... He, he said, I don't remember doing it, but I ran in and got the keys to my ute, ran down, moved the ute out of the way, ran back and grabbed a couple other things, and he said, by the time I went to go back a third time, it was too late. Mm. So that's only, like, a matter of minutes, you know? Yeah. Fire has ravaged the house of one of our team members who's been with us for a couple of years now but he has 30 odd years experience with foreign emergency across the country and various other places um, but he's joined us uh, within the last couple of years uh, unfortunately recently he lost his house to a fire shit um, oh I'll backtrack, he hasn't lost the house, it was saved, luckily, but it was very extensively damaged, he can't live in there at the moment, insurance is now taking over and replacing the entire roof and uh, a lot of damage was done up in the roof. A lot of the newer properties now have concrete floors and I suppose in some ways it's not a good thing because all of your electrics and your water is up in the roof, it's not within the concrete, but then the bonus of that is that because the water is up in the ceiling because his ceiling was what caught on fire it actually came from the range hood over the cooker over the cooktop uh, yep. um, and he had an LPG line running up the back yep. uh, so there was an electrical issue with the extractor I think it was because that had started it ruptured the LPG line which then obviously fueled the fire it's gone up into the roof yeah. space, but luckily it's melted a water pipe. Oh, yeah, it's burst all so over. So the water yeah. pipe is just fucking shitting itself everywhere, putting the fire out. Um, yeah, that's lucky. Yeah, but his house is pretty extensively damaged up in the roof now, so it's it kind of hits harder when it's sort of one of your own, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah well, I actually, I just, you know, we've just been in our bathroom renovation at home. And uh, we put a you know a little extractor motor in there to get rid of the steam out of the bathroom. And you think, you know, now we've got one in the toilet. We've got one in there as a heat pump extract, you know, heat transfer kit. We've got another one up there now as a, and you think there's all these electric motors up there. And you think if any of those motors shit themselves or something goes wrong, you know. Yeah, if they're short. It's a, yeah, it's a lot of, issue, you know, a lot of risk really mm. to have up there. And uh, I got up in the roof, eh, when I had to put the little motor in the ducting and it was a sunny day outside. It wasn't a super hot day outside. But I reckon the house was about 20 degrees, 22 degrees inside. Mm. And the ceiling was bloody near 50 degrees. Oh, I, took a th- I took a thermostat up with me, got up in the ceiling, it was, and I could only stay up there for a few minutes and yep. then get out and cool down and go back up again. Mm. But, mate, it was unbearable. And you think, how do those motors and how does even the woodwork not just burst into flames? You know, like it's so ridiculously hot up there. It's, uh, yeah, it's a very hot environment, eh? Um, mm. That's probably why you find a lot of people that want to grow cannabis. That's where they do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, but hydroponics also it grows like fires. a bastard up there. Yeah, <laughs> it does. And you would know that because I know you have a massive plantation up in your ceiling. Oh, um, oh shit, sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Oh, I've got a funny story about our rental. Did I tell you about that? Oh, go. No, you didn't. <laughs> when we were doing the renovations, I got up and they get on the ceiling a couple of times, and it's a massive, big old, like the big old school houses, a big old high apex, and it's quite a, like I could fully stand up in the, in the ceiling cavity. And um, I was up there, and I was like, why are there freaking 12-volt, 240-volt uh, plugs up here? <laughs> you know, screwed to the freaking rafters. And... There was someone who had gone to a lot of effort to put all these big heavy planks down across the rafters and put plugs up there and that. And uh, they must have had grow lamps up there, eh? And they must have grown all their weed up in the ceiling because it was an ex-state house. Okay. <laughs> it's just like, oh, good on you. <laughs> were they were they fitted professionally? Well, they must have known someone who was a Sparky that did it for the makers. They did. I had a look, and I actually had them disconnected in the end when the Sparky did the new wiring. Yeah. I said, there was one under the house and two up in the ceiling, and I said, can you disconnect them? So yeah, they took fair them enough. Out. Yeah, but I just laughed. I thought, yeah, it's pretty freaking obvious what they were doing. <laughs> but the last thing you'd <laughs> want to do is, like, not do anything about it, and suddenly they short out and burn down your rental. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that. Jeepers. <laughs> oh my gosh! Fucking yeah. hell! Yeah, there's funny stories everywhere you look, <laughs> and f- and that's it. And fire is so unforgiving, man. Yep, shit yeah. Oh, get a fucking smoke alarm if you don't have one, <laughs> please. That's right. That's, that's our I'm... lesson for the week. Yeah, <laughs> better living, everyone. <laughs> I found this uh, this Facebook post. I like to do these every now and again, where. I'll put a statement out there and read out some of the answers. And let me read you this. Satan opens up heck, a lighter version of hell. What kinds of torture are in it? <laughs> I'm going I'm to read some of these to you. You eternally have to wear socks while walking on the wet floor. <laughs> People pull in front of you on the highway and go really slow. You're stuck driving behind a school bus for eternity. (laughs) (laughs) Or a Maui camper. Yeah, yeah. In New Zealand. No matter how many times you flip it, the USB won't go in your computer. (laughs) (laughs) You pull a price or barcode sticker off of something and you can't ever get it fully off. Oh, that's a bastard, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You forever find one small patch of hair after you've shaved your legs, no matter how many times you've shaved. (laughs) Same thing with your face. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, same thing with your face. Audio and people talking on shows, movies or videos that is always like 15 seconds off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is annoying. Yeah. Every time you write with a pen, it kind of writes but then runs out of ink. A Wi-Fi connection that's always at one bar. (laughs) Or the little circle thing in the middle of the screen that just keeps spinning forever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You can never rip paper towels down the perforated edge. (laughs) 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 There's still more. Every time you go to throw something away, there's no bag in the rubbish bin. (laughs) (laughs) It's like my house. All of your favourite shows are always discontinued after a massive cliffhanger. (laughs) Every time you walk into a room, you forget why you came in. (laughs) I do that all the time. Yeah. Your beer will always be lukewarm. Oh, be right if you're English. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. Very, very thin toilet paper. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like the one ply the one ply baking paper type stuff, eh? Yeah. <laughs> the only song playing on the radio is Baby Shark. <laughs> <laughs> you have a popcorn kernel stuck in your tooth and you can never get it out. <laughs> you ever get the ones that get stuck? Like they're almost like the perfect shape of your tooth, and they stick to your tooth, and then jam up in your gum, and then they're kind of like a like a false plate thing on your tooth, and you can't get the bastard off. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> that's what heck is like. Mm. <laughs> 
the last page of every book you read is always missing. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish on this one. Your finger or hand slips off every time you masturbate right before orgasm. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, and we'll leave it there. That, well, that was an anti-climax, wasn't it? <laughs> do you fancy a dad joke off? I'm pretty sure we can do that. Okay. Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. My daughter gave me a joke that I have to read because she goes, she got home from school the other day and she goes, i got a joke for you, Dad, and she read it out and I went, actually, that is really funny. <laughs> just randomly came out with it. Okay, nice. I don't know whether she actually made it up or whether she bloody, yeah, or whether she got it from someone. Would you like to hear it? I'd love to hear it. People that look after chickens are literally chicken tenders. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) My daughter came up with that. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. I love it. Today, my daughter came up to me and she said, can I have a bookmark? And I just couldn't help it. I burst into tears. And I said, you're 12 years old and you still don't know my name is Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, What runs but never goes anywhere? Your nose? A fridge. (laughs) (laughs) That's good, that's good. An Afghan, an Algerian, Antiguans, an Argentine, an Armenian, a Barbadian, a Batswanan. A Bhutanese, a Bolivian, an Ethiopian, a Fijian, a Honduran, a Hungarian, a Kuwaiti, a Marshallese, a Mondolvan, a St. Lucian, a Salvadorian, a South African, a Tajik, a Tanzanian, a Turk, a Tuvaluan, a Yemenite, a Zambian and a Zimbabwean all go to a bar. And the doorman stops them and says, sorry, can't let you in without a tie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. What do you call a pig that does karate? I don't know. (laughs) A pork chop. (laughs) (laughs) My wife just gave birth today and after thanking the doctor I pulled him aside and sheepishly asked How soon do you think we'll be able to have sex? And he winked at me and said I'm off duty in 10 minutes, meet me in the car park. (laughs) (laughs) What's the most terrifying word to hear in nuclear physics? I don't know. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That reminds me of these guys that say, um, if I'm a bomb technician and I'm running, follow me. <laughs> try to keep up. <laughs> yeah, try to keep up. Uh, right, my dad joke. As I handed my dad his 65th birthday card, he looked at me with tears in his eyes and he said, you know, one would have been enough. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Ding! Ding! Yep, it just dropped. <laughs> okay. Man got hit in the head with a can of Coke the other day. Thank goodness it was a soft drink. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna end with this one. I've not been counting, okay. so I'm hoping this is my fifth. Yep. A girl came into my bookstore. And she asked, What are the chances you have a book on curing eating disorders with religion? And I said, Slim to none? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, I'm going to heck. (laughs) I'm going to heck. I'd rather go to heck than hell. (laughs) I'm going to heck for that one. (laughs) As long as my socks are wet and I have to work on the floor for the rest of my life, I'm okay. Yep. <laughs> dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. I think our challenge next time is to find. Maybe we should do like a joke off with like really quick little quirky one liner ones and do like 10 of those. The, da- the dad joke one liners. Because in the last episode, all our jokes were crass, and I have to say, I enjoyed those jokes. They were so good. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> but yeah, that's the funny good. thing, though, is like. I'll be honest, I don't have all these jokes in my head. And when people say, tell me a dad joke, I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, Sorry, can't remember. But I have to say, those crass dad jokes are very hard to find. And I looked 
and looked and looked for more crass jokes and I just couldn't find many. Yeah. Well, the thing is, at the end of the day, a dad joke is not meant to be crass, is it? Because no, it's supposed that's to be. I warned them about that one. It's supposed to be a joke you can tell a five-year-old. Anyway. <laughs> So, yeah, we can do that. One-liners, I think. Yeah, we'll make it quick, and we'll do 10 next time. There you go. There's the challenge. So there's two challenges in this episode. One challenge is one-liner dad jokes. The other challenge is to rewrite the uh, Tradio jingle based on the jobs we now have and see how that goes. Okay. I'm writing myself a little reminder here about the jokes. So I'm I'm a bit more prepared next time, you see. (laughs) Where's the thing? But I did not come prepared. Well, (laughs) so we've been doing this podcast now for over a year, and I remember the first, I don't know, 20 episodes, I did a prep sheet. Yep. So that we both right. knew what we were doing, and then after that, it was just like, fuck, we'll just turn up and talk about whatever. <laughs> yeah. Which goes I against. It works better. It, well, it, it kind of does in a way, because it's not so robotic and planned, but uh, it goes against everything I've ever learned in 24 years in radio. Is like, you do yeah. not turn up for a radio show without knowing what the fuck you're going to talk about. But I think we do quite well, actually, to, uh, yeah. to be ahead of the game. Radio. I had my cabbage on this week. So. What I mean by that, and I love using the word cabbage. It's like a well-used word within the uh, fire brigade industry as well. Like if you fuck something up, he's, <laughs> he's got his cabbage on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because I now work for St. John and I take 111 calls, so my official role is call handler within the dispatch team. Um and I work in the city of Christchurch, I now have to park my car in random places. And so I've had to do a bit of research and find places that I can park for free because a lot of the car parks here, they charge you 15 bucks a day and that's really going to start adding up, right? Yeah. So I've found places where I can park my car, but I put my bike in the boot so that when I park in these places that don't cost me anything, I then ride my bike into the city which is where I work. So it's good because, A, I don't pay for parking, and, B, I still get some exercise. Anyway, um, this week, because I do four days off, then I do two days, two nights, so it's four on, four off kind of setup. I found a new place to park my car for my night shift, right? And I'd only just changed it now. Anyway, I finished my first night shift a couple of nights ago and I jumped on my bike and I rode to where I was used to parking my car. I was like, where the fuck is my car gone? I honestly, for a moment, forgot where I'd parked my car. And my cabbage was well and truly on. I thought, fuck, someone's stolen it. (laughs) Even though my car is like, it's secure, it's got an immobiliser, I was like, fuck. My car is not here. You know that? Have you ever had that where you've sort of lost your car? You can't remember where you put yep. it? And and it's just that whole feeling just drains you and you're just like, fuck. <laughs> I can't find my car. What the hell am I going to... And it's, and what I'd realised is that I'd gone... Because this new car park I'd found is it like twice as close to work as where I normally park it. Yeah. I'd gone twice as far away. <laughs> And uh, I was like, "Where's my fucking car?" It took me literally. I was it was short, but it, in the in the grand scheme, it felt like a long time. It took me thirty seconds to remember. Oh, I didn't park here actually. I parked <laughs> nearer to the city. I actually was parked a bit closer. So I turned around, and I tell you what, mate. The moment that I realised I'd parked in a different spot than normal. I felt amazing. That was the best yeah. bike ride of my life, knowing, oh, yes, okay, I'll park my car over here. That's brilliant. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, for a moment, my heart sank. The cabbage was on, and I thought, fuck, I've only been working in the city now for two months, and I've already lost my car. It's already been taken <laughs> from me. But luckily, I just parked it in a different spot, and no one had taken it. Yeah, that's lucky. <laughs> Honestly, man. I thought I'd be past all this shit now. I thought I'm, in, I'm intelligent enough to remember where I park my car. What I need to do, because a lot of people, right, especially when they park their cars in places like densely populated car parks, a lot of them sort of stick tennis balls or ping pong balls on the top of their aerials. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, maybe I should think about doing something like that. <laughs> <laughs> or putting a GPS locator on it or something. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 
So yeah, I'm very attra- I'm very um, attached to my cars. And if yep. I'd figured out that someone had stolen it, I would have been absolutely devastated. So I it's thought I'd just I thought I'd just share my story, and uh, you know, just just hope that inspires you to always remember where you park your car. <laughs> As we've said yeah, before. Not hard, eh? The amount of time you do in a car park, eh? You can go and park. The, fun, the best one that I've ever done, I just remembered, was uh, when Erin and I lived in Australia. My wife and I lived in Aussie for a while, and there was a massive shopping mall just down the road from where we lived. And it had a car identity. It was, like, it was almost like a mirror image. One side had a car park, you know, and the other side, and they were identical. And we drove in one night or one afternoon, and we were going 10 bowling because it had the bowling alley there. And we drove in, parked the car. And we went, okay, it's on floor E or whatever the hell it was, you know, on this level, and it's this number. Okay, sweet. Went in, went in bowling, went back to the car park, went to that floor, went to that numbered car park and went, there's no car there. <laughs> we're like, oh, shit, someone's stolen the car. Yeah. And we're like, no, nah, we must be on the wrong level or something. So we sort of looked around and nah, and we're like, oh, no, you know, like, oh, bugger, you know, someone's stolen the car. And then we went... Oh shit! We parked on the other side of the mall. <laughs> we had to walk all the way back through the mall, right over the other side, which is quite a long way. <laughs> and there's the car. They had two identical car parks. So I was like, so stupid. That's cruel. <laughs> That's so cruel. Why is the? I bet you the people that designed that or came up with that idea were like, we're gonna fuck with these cunts. I'm going to piss them off. Because <laughs> you wonder how many complaints they've had, like saying, my car's been stolen, it's not in that car park. I'll just try the other side. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the old alternate universe over the yeah. other side of the car yeah. park. <laughs> yeah, it's in the ether. My wife and I have been married eight years on the 21st of this month. And I'm, I'm not... Yeah, eight years. I'm not too sure... Do you do you buy? I'm asking you personally. Do you buy your wife something every time it's your anniversary, or do you do something? I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Oh, you maybe go out for dinner or something. Yeah, because I'm I'm a little bit stuck. I mean, it's it's eight years. Yeah, it's it's not because you know what do you look as a milestone? A five, a ten, a fifteen. Every five years is kind of a milestone, yeah. right? I mean, have oh, maybe up online because they always have like this tradition to get is get them a piece of wood and some cloth, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I actually did that one year, eh? I actually came home with like, I can't remember what it was. It was like a freaking plank of wood or something and something else for her. <laughs> you know what? And I gave it to her and I said, happy anniversary. And she's like, what the hell is this? And I was joking. <laughs> I had something else for it, but it was uh, um but it was from the traditional old days. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what he's like. I've got to say, I heard some Frank and Myrrh. <laughs> Where's the gold, motherfucker? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got to say, man, I'm with you on that because on our first anniversary, because we're talking about anniversary, I think your first, your fifth, your tenth, your fifteenth, your twentieth, etc. Your first anniversary is a big one, and I remember your first anniversary is paper. And oh, yeah. we were talking about traditional things. Yeah, it's paper. Your first anniversary is paper. Is your paper anniversary? I remember I bought her a five dollar ream of paper. It's <laughs> <laughs> your gift, a ream of paper. <laughs> she was like, "What the fuck is this?" Uh, the kids ended up taking it anyway because it was great for drawing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I took her out for dinner, but um, I just thought brilliant. And it's the same same situation as you, mate. You gave your wife a piece of wood. I gave my wife a ream of paper, <laughs> and I'm sure they both had the same reaction. Yeah, well, it actually reminds me. Yeah, I want to do it this time around again. Till I have to have another look. I think we're coming up fourteen years. I think next one. Because I was just thinking, you, you and I met each other, and it must have been two thousand fifteen, eh? Yeah, it was about then. Yep. Or maybe twenty sixteen. Maybe it was more twenty sixteen. Somewhere around there. But I always think back, and I was like, "Fuck! Imagine if we'd known each other a bit longer. I, I would have had my best man sorted." Because. <laughs> Because my well, here's the thing, mate. And when when my wife and I got married, my best man and his wife, well, my the the guy I asked to be my best man and his wife had had a split about six months oh, before yeah. our wedding, and they were the godparents of Ashlyn, my yeah. oldest, and they'd had a split, but we were still friends with both of them. Yeah, and we invited them Awkward. to the, yeah. <laughs> We invited them to the wedding, and uh, she had said yes. She's keen to come, and 
he was like, well, if she's going, I'm not coming. I was like, dude, you're my best man. And he actually... And he actually ended up not coming, and she ended up not coming either. So I didn't have a best man. I had my groomsman. Yeah. But I didn't have my best man. I thought, fuck, you know, I was thinking about this. After you and I had really established a good friendship, I was like, fuck, if only we'd met a few years earlier, I could have had, yeah, the, I could have had the best, best man in the world. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the eight-year anniversary, which is what we're celebrating on the 21st, so another week to go, uh, is bronze and pottery. So maybe, maybe I should just give her you a take lo- her to a pottery class. <laughs> and do a pottery class. Yeah, do do the old uh, you know like go on the movie Ghost. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. You- That'd be hilarious. <laughs> What's the song? It's like Oh my love, my darling. <laughs> I hunger for your touch. <laughs> I might just give her a lump of clay or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, for, yeah, bronze and pottery is the eighth anniversary. And I, I kind of dropped a hint recently and I said, um, because our toddler, she she is a mum's girl. Like she, she loves hanging out with me, but she wants her mum to do everything. So I said to Dana the other week, I just randomly came up with it and it was kind of stupid really because I had no context to it. But I said to her, um, your sister, does, does Elise like hanging out with your sister? And Dana said to me, that was random. Why did you ask that? Oh, I said, oh, no reason. I was just wondering. I was just thinking about it randomly. And she's like, you, do you want to go out for dinner on the 21st? And I was like, yeah, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife's not stupid. Nah. <laughs> Can't pull the wool over their eyes, eh? Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so yeah, 21st of this month, we are eight years along. So yeah. And, and still as happy as ever. 21st of the month. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, hey, week away, not far oh, away. Well, that's the thing, because we met on the 21st of August in 2008, and the reason for the wedding on the 21st is we, we couldn't secure the 21st of August at the venue we wanted, because it was also very cold as well at that time of year. Yeah. And we wanted a much warmer wedding, so we moved it to the 21st of November, because the 21st of December would have been too close to Christmas. So we might not yep. have got everyone. But we had yep. a beach wedding up in uh, Bowen Town, not far away from Tauranga, or between the Coromandel and Tauranga. So we had it on the 21st of November. And, uh, yeah, great day. Beautiful spot. Great day. All good. She said it yes, luckily. That's a- <laughs> the main thing, eh? Yeah, but the worst part about our wedding day, actually, was that my oldest daughter, Ashton, got sand in her eye because we got married on the beach. Yeah. She got sand in her eye. She ended up being looked after all night by us. So as you can imagine, it was a uh, very restless night (laughs) on our wedding night. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to leave you with this thought. If you want to be sure that you never forget your anniversary, just try forgetting it once. (laughs) (laughs) Dead right. Good catch up, mate. Okay, mate. All right, see ya. Radio.